Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. Joshua chapter 1, if you want to turn in your Bibles there, we're going to take a look at that in just a moment. The book of Joshua is all about living a victorious Christian life. The book of Joshua is all about a children of Israel that were in bondage in the land of Egypt for 400 years before God delivered them. God sent Moses to bring them out of Egypt. And he brought them out. You remember the ten plagues, and you remember the story, and you remember how they, they left Egypt, and then they crossed the Red Sea. What a wonderful, amazing miracle only done by the power of God. It's a picture of salvation. It's a picture of something that only God could do. Only God could save you from your sins. Only God could bring you out of bondage of sin. That's the kind of power of God, and there's a picture there, and, and God brought them out. But if you read the story, the children of Israel, they left Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea, and then they went up to the Promised Land. And you remember they sent the 12 spies into the land, right? They sent the 12 spies into the land, 10 were bad, but 2 were good. There were 10 bad spies who gave a bad report, and and they went into the land, and they saw all of the land, and the milk, and the honey, and the grapes of Eshcol, and they saw all of these amazing things that were in the land, and, and they came back. And they reported before the people, look at this amazing, wonderful land. Look at all of the things that are here. But there are giants in the land. There are really big, strong people there. We can't beat them. We can't conquer them. Look how big they are. Look at the walls of their city. Look at the armies that they have. We could never defeat them. And they convinced the people that they could not do it. You remember there were two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, that went into the land. They came out and they said, we can do it by the power of God. We can do it. But the people didn't listen to them. And God said, all right, you don't want to go? Then don't go. But those kids, your kids, the ones that you are very protective of, they're going to grow up and they're going to go into the land. And here we are at this moment about to conquer Canaan land, about to enter into the promised land, a picture of victorious Christian life. God wants you to be victorious in your life. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that God wants you to be victorious. Sometimes we can forget that. Amen? Right? If you've ever played sports or ever played music, you know, the coach or those that are there tutoring you, what do they want for you? They want the best for you. They want you to be victorious. They want you to be successful. Amen? But sometimes it's hard to remember that when they tell you to do another lap around the field. <laughs> it's hard to remember that when they say, no, you're not doing it right. You need to, you need to do this differently and you need to practice a little bit more. It's, it's hard to, forget, uh, to remember that. But remember that God wants you to have a successful, victorious Christian life. And you have to remember the place that Joshua is at at the moment. Because Joshua had been following Moses for 40 years. Moses was the leader, 
Moses was leading the children of Israel. He was one of the greatest leaders of all time, and Joshua was following him. He would just do whatever Moses said. All right, that's what God wants us to do. That's what we're going to do. He was a very faithful follower and servant of the leader Moses. But now Moses has died, and God has a word for Joshua. He says, Moses is no longer here. Moses is gone, and I want to talk to you for just a minute before we get into the promised land. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 6. I want us to see these verses because God tells Joshua three times in these verses, be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and courageous as you enter the land. He says, be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. God told Joshua that you need to be strong and of a good courage. Why? Because your, your purpose is great. He had a great purpose. What was the purpose? The purpose was to lead the children into the land and divide the land among the people. After the promise that was given to Abraham so many centuries before, now they were finally, finally there. Now they were going to possess the land, and there was a great purpose that was given to Joshua. Joshua, here's your purpose. Your purpose is to lead the people, to conquer the land, and to divide the land. He had a great, great purpose. We as Christians need to remember that we have a great purpose as well. Don't ever forget your purpose as a Christian. It's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to get distracted with all of the things in life. But don't ever forget your purpose. Don't forget that your purpose is to glorify the Lord. That's our purpose. Our purpose here on earth is to do what? To glorify God. Don't ever forget your purpose. That's a great purpose, isn't it? It's a wonderful purpose. It's the highest of purposes to glorify God. Our purpose is as is to shine his lights. That's our purpose here on earth, to shine his lights, to show the world that there is a Savior that loves the whole world, to show them that there is a Savior who died on the cross for them, to show them that there is a Savior that says, whosoever will, that there is a Savior that loves them. Don't forget about your purpose. Don't forget about your purpose as a church member. As a church member, we have purposes here, Amen. Our purpose is, is to help edify the church. Not as many amens, all right? Our purpose here is to edify the church, amen? All right, that's why you're here, isn't it? Right? Our purpose here is to edify the church, to glorify God, to shine his lights. We're here to edify one another, encourage one another. When you come to church, don't forget what your purpose is here. When you come to church, why do you come? Do you come because your friends are here? I just want to hang out with my friends. Maybe you have some family members here. Hey, I want to be with my family, and this is the one time a week I get to spend time with my family. Or what's your purpose here? Is your purpose here to glorify God? Is your purpose here to serve one another? Is your purpose to edify? That's our purpose. Don't ever forget your purpose. We have a great, wonderful, powerful purpose. And don't forget it. Because it's easy to forget the purpose because you're looking at the problems. That was the problem with the previous generation. The previous generation forgot about the purpose because they only saw the problems. 
They only saw the giants of the land. They only saw the walls of the city. They only saw the armies that, that were in front of them. They forgot about the purpose because they only saw the problems. I know every one of us has problems. We've all got difficulties in our lives. We've all got things in our lives that are troublesome, that there are trials in our life. But don't focus on the problem so much that you forget about the purpose. Don't forget about the purpose. Joshua was to be strong and courageous because he had a great purpose. We also see that the precept was given. In verse number 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. We have a great purpose. We know we have a great purpose. We know what our purpose is. But how do we accomplish that purpose? God says, be strong and of a good courage. You have a great purpose. Be strong and of a good courage. I'm going to tell you how to fulfill that purpose. Because I gave you a precept. There was a precept that was given. Here is God saying, you have a purpose, and it's great, and that's what you're going to do. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. How do we fulfill the purpose that God has given to us? By following his word. By following his word. Isn't that what he's saying in verse number 7 and verse number 8? That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. In verse number 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. It's important to remember that we have some instruction from the Lord. And we need to go. And look at his instruction, following his instruction, so that we could fulfill our purpose. So we see that there was a purpose that was given, a precept that was, uh, that was also given, and we see that he also had the presence of God. Verse number 9, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. We have a great purpose. But sometimes we can be in fear as we try to fulfill that purpose. Amen? We can be fearful. Right? Some people are, have different personalities and different natures and different people are different. Maybe you're the kind of person that when it comes to witnessing to somebody, there's a lot of fear. What is that person going to think? What is my family going to think? What, is my, what are my friends going to think? There's a lot of fear in there. You might be fearful to do what you need to do in your family. To love or submit. To just be a light in your family. Maybe there's some fear there. Maybe when you go to your workplace, if you're going to live as God has commanded you to live, there's some fear that is there. Maybe if you really do what God says with your finances, you're looking at your finances and you're thinking, I, I don't really know if this is going to work. I know what God has said. I know the purpose that is there, but I'm fearful of it. And God says here to Joshua, knowing, hey, he might be fearful. He had just followed Moses for 40 years. Now he's in a place where he has to lead. 
And he says, do not be afraid. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Why? Because he says, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. He says, you don't have to be afraid because I'm going with you wherever you go. Hey, just know that God is with you wherever you go. No matter where you go. As you follow the Lord, as you obey his commands, as you fulfill his purpose. Remember that God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Remember that greater is he that is with you than he that is in the world. And, and, and there's a baseline principle that is given to Joshua regarding the whole book of Joshua about, all right, we want success. How do we get success? Remember our purpose. We have a great purpose. Remember the precepts that are given. Remember that the presence of God is with you. Hey, if you're saved today, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. You have the Holy Spirit with you wherever you go. Now, the passage that we read in the book of Hebrews dealt with a very specific event in the book of Joshua. It's dealing with the city of Jericho. So let's turn over there in Joshua chapter number 6. We want to have success in our Christian life. And we have some baseline principles. But I want us to see exactly what God had to say to Joshua about this obstacle that was in front of them. A great challenge had approached them. It was the city of Jericho. I want to tell you in this passage three commands regarding the precepts of God that will help you no matter the challenge that you face in your life. So I want you to remember these things. I want you to see that, first of all, we need to receive the precepts of God. In the introduction section, you might want to write this down. Receive the precepts of God. Joshua chapter 6, verse number 2 says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor, and ye shall come past the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days." And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall come past the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. So there was a precept that was given, and we need to receive the precept of God. Just like uh, the, the Jewish people in the, in the city of Berea in the book of Acts, it says that they received the word of God, with all readiness of mind. They received the word with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures whether those things were so. So we need to, first of all, receive the word of God. All right, no matter the situation in your life, receive the word of God. Secondly, we need to repeat the precepts of God. God told Joshua, go around the city. And he said, don't just do it once, do it twice. Not just one day, two days. Not just two days, three days. Not just three days, he says do it six days. In fact, on the seventh day, I want you to do it seven times. Every day of the week, they were to repeat the precept of God. Because there's a word of God for every area of your life. When it comes to your marriage, there is a word of God for you. Amen? You're struggling in your marriage, there's some conflict in the marriage, in that relationship. You have two sinful people living in the same home, 
I mean, there's going to be some conflict. There's going to be some disagreement. You know, there's a word of God for you. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. In the family, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Fathers, bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. There's some instruction for you. There's an instruction in the workplace. Maybe you go to work. Your boss is not really that great of a boss, and, and uh, you're really struggling, and your, your boss is not that easy to get along with. There's some instruction for you. All right, you servants, all right, this is what you're supposed to do with your masters. You're supposed to serve them. Not with thy service as men pleasers, but of a willing heart, as unto the Lord. So that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to serve. And, and there's an instruction in every area of your life, but it's important not just that we do it once, but we need to repeat it. Amen? We need to repeat it, right? Because nobody says, well, I went to the gym yesterday. How come I don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger today? I went to the gym. Isn't that good enough? Well, you got to repeat it a couple of times, amen? Right? You can't just go to the gym once and suddenly come out looking like a bodybuilder. you got to go a couple of times, right? Nobody says, you know what? I was dieting yesterday. I skipped a meal yesterday. How come I don't look super fit and trim? Well, you got to repeat it a couple of times, amen? Hey, when it comes to the finances and all of these different things, you need to repeat these things over and over and over again. As a student, you go to class. Well, I went to class one time. How come I don't know everything there is to know in the world? Well, you got to keep going. It's important that we repeat the precepts that are given to us. That's why faithfulness is so important. you got to be faithful, consistent in the word. Is that, well, I, I was kind to my wife yesterday. Well, do it again today. And do it again tomorrow. And do it again next week. And do it again next month. Not just once a month, but every month and every week and every day. Keep repeating it. As we repeat it, it'll work. Amen. We also need to rest in the precepts of God. Because they walked around the wall the first time. On the first day. What happened after that first time? Did anything happen? Did anything happen? No. Nothing happened. The second day. Did anything happen? Nothing happened. The third day. Nothing. Six days. Nothing. The seventh day. After the first time. Did anything happen? After the second time, it wasn't until the very end when they had completed all of the commands that God worked. It would be nice if after one time of doing it, we might see, all right, I did one-tenth of the command. I see one-tenth of the result, and God will bless. He promises that his word will never return void. But sometimes you got to go all the way to the end before you see the result. Let me encourage you. Maybe you've been doing the word of God. You say, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I just don't see results yet. Don't give up yet. Maybe you've only circled the wall for five days. You've got another two days to go before God works. But don't give up. Maybe you've only been circling the wall for about three days and you're looking at those walls, a big obstacle in front of you, and you're thinking, nothing's happening. I don't see any difference. Don't give up. 
don't give up. You've been doing it for the six days, and you're, you're looking at the walls, and you're saying, now the people over there are making fun of us. This doesn't feel very good. This doesn't feel very comfortable. I'm not seeing any results. Don't give up. Because you haven't completed the seventh day yet. Let me encourage you, keep on going and trust in the word of God. What a shame it would be if you got to the sixth day and then quit after six days. You could have just gone one more day and saw an amazing miracle, but if you got discouraged after six days and you said, you know what, God's word said this, I don't see any results, I'm done with this. What a shame that would be. Amen? Man, what a shame that would be. They could have had a great victory if they would have just gone one more day. Let me encourage you, go one more day. Go one more week. Go one more month. Go one more year. Hey, let's not quit until Jesus comes again. Hey, let's not quit until our breath on life is over. Hey, let's keep going because God wants us to have a victorious Christian life. I want you to remember those things. Receive the precepts of God. Receive the commands of God. Receive the word of God. Receive them. Repeat them. And rest in them. I want you to receive the word of God, repeat the word of God, and rest in the word of God. I want to take a look at some challenges this morning that that formula will work in every single one of these challenges. No matter the challenge that you face in front of you, this formula will work. Amen? No matter the challenge that's in front of you, this formula works. I want to see that God can conquer urgent challenges. God can conquer urgent challenges. So the story so far in the book of Joshua is that they were in the wilderness and they crossed over Jordan River. They crossed over Jordan River and right in front of them is the city of Jericho. It's right after they crossed the Jordan River that they faced this huge obstacle. They just had a great victory where they crossed over a river, and now they face another obstacle. Sometimes it's right after great victories that you face great obstacles. Hey, don't be surprised if after you have a wonderful victory in your personal life, wonderful victory in your marriage life, in your family life, in your work life, in your financial life, and your spiritual life, and you make some great strides. Don't be surprised when Satan comes at you with a big city like Jericho. And here is Jericho right in front of them. The formula works for them. Receive the word of God. Repeat the word of God. Rest in the word of God. Because God can, uh, God can conquer every urgent challenge that's in front of you. What's the challenge that you're facing in your life right now? If you're to write on a prayer card... You say, these are the challenges of my life right now. I'm facing some financial challenges right now. I'm facing a marriage challenge right now. Parenting right now. I'm facing some spiritual battles right now. I'm facing some emotional battles right now. What's the formula for that? I don't have time to build up towards something down the future. I got something that's facing me today, and I got to face it tomorrow and I got to face it when I go home today I got to face it when I go to work tomorrow and I, I have all of these challenges 
hey, this formula will work. No matter the problem that's in front of you. Hey, you have a problem in your home life, there's a word of God that will help you, amen? Hey, there's some instruction for you. Just go find the instruction in the word of God and say, all right, I'm a husband. All right, I know what I'm supposed to do. I need to find some instruction. Go search the scriptures. Go study the word of God and find out, all right, what am I supposed to do as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a child, as a member of society, as a member of the workforce? What am I supposed to do? Find it, take it, receive it, and then just start repeating it. Just start repeating it. Just start repeating it and rest in it. And no matter the problems that you face in your life today, this formula will work. What problems are you facing today? With your best friend, if you were to share with them some of the things that are going on in your life, what are those things that you might share with them? God has a word for you. God has some instruction for you to help you in that urgent challenge, that thing that's facing you right now. There's a word for you. Find it. Search the scriptures. Christians, that's why we need to know our Bibles. You need to know the word of God for you. Because most of the time, only you know all of the challenges that are facing you. Amen? All right? As much as I have conversations and I meet with people here in the church, I don't know all of the challenges that you face, but you know the challenges that you face. Get into the word of God. Find the instruction, repeat it, and rest in it. Secondly, I see that God can conquer unavoidable challenges. This challenge was not something that the children of Israel could skip. When I was uh, a student and I took tests, different people have different methods for taking tests. My methodology for taking tests was this. I would go find all of the easiest problems and do them first. I would look at a problem, I'd be like, I don't know how to do that one, skip. I'd go to the next one. If I didn't know how to do that one, skip. I go to the next one. I would just do all of the easiest problems first, right? Some of you might have done that as well when you were in school. You, you did all the easiest problems first, and then you went back and you did the medium problems, and then you did the hard problems at the end, right? You would skip the hard ones and go to the easy ones. Just in life in general, there are things that when, maybe when you go home, there are chores that you know you need to do. You know that they're fairly urgent, but you're like, you know what, I just don't feel like doing it today, so I'm going to skip this one today. Right? You know? You go home, and you see a pile of dishes there in, in the sink, and you look at those things, and you open up the cupboard, and they're like, well, there's a couple more plates in there. We could, we could skip this one today. We could, we, could, we could go to tomorrow, right? We could do this tomorrow, right? You know, you're like, I, I know that I need to do the laundry, you know, but you open up the dresser drawer and you're like, I could go a couple days, right? I know I need to do it, but I got a little bit of time. It's only when you run out of things that you're like, I got to do the laundry, right? Now it's, now it's unavoidable. I can't avoid this anymore, right? I can't skip the chores anymore, all right? You open up the refrigerator, there's no more food. All right, now you got to go, right? It's human nature to try to, you know, bypass things, to skip things. Wow, this one's too hard, we're going to go around. The children of Israel didn't have this option. 
They couldn't cross the Jordan River, see Jericho, and be like, whoa, that's a big city. Let's go around that one. They couldn't do that. Because if they did that, guess what? They'd have an army behind them in Jericho, and they'd have the army in front of them, whoever they were facing. I mean, they couldn't do that. That was an unavoidable problem. They couldn't move past Jericho until they dealt with Jericho. No matter the unavoidable problems that you might have in your life, God can take care of them. The Jerichos in life that you would like to skip over, the things that you'd like to get around, God can deal with them. If you would just take the word, receive it, repeat it, and rest in it. Thirdly, I see that God can conquer unfamiliar challenges. Unfamiliar challenges. Because remember, the children of Israel lived in Egypt for 400 years. They were in bondage. Nobody had fought anybody, right? They didn't know battle techniques. They didn't know anything. They crossed the Red Sea, and they had a few battles in the wilderness, didn't they? They had some experience, right? Right? You remember Joshua? He led the armies, and he fought a few battles. So they have some experience. They know how to fight. But they've never faced a wall. They'd face people in the wilderness, out in the plains, but they never faced a wall before. They're looking at this wall like, I've never seen that before. I've never defeated that before. How do I deal with that? You know, God can deal with every unfamiliar challenge in your life. Because life is full of unfamiliar challenges. Just as we go through life, we face new things all the time. Right? That's just the process of life. You, you just keep facing new things. It'd be nice if all of our problems just stayed the same. Right? You know, when you look at these, you know, five, six, seven-year-olds, and you, you see the problems of their life, and you're like, wow, what, what a simpler time, Right? Wow, I wish I could just go back to that day and age. Everything just seems so simple. Everything just seems so easy. But for them, all of their challenges are new. Right? First time going to school, they'd never faced that challenge before. Being partnered up in a class with somebody that maybe they didn't get along with, and now they've got to figure out how to do these things, they, that's a new challenge. They've never really had to do that before. They've got to figure out some new things in life. And, and uh, you know, they think, oh, okay, you know, finally when I graduate. When you graduate, you've you got some new challenges. Where do I live? You know, where do I work? Now you've got workplace things, you know. You can't just be like, well, you know, I got a bad partner in school this quarter, but the quarter's going to be over in a couple of months. No, you've got you to gotta be at your workplace a little bit longer than that, amen. You can't just be quitting every month when you don't like your coworker, Amen. Right? So you got some new challenges. You got some different challenges. And then you get married. You got a new challenge in front of you. It's a new blessing. Amen? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. All right. Maybe we should park there for a little bit. All right? Marriage is a new blessing. Amen? All right. It's a new blessing. All right? But it comes with some new challenges too. Amen? All right? There's some new challenges that you face. And then you have kids. Kids are a blessing too. Amen? They're a big blessing, all right? They're a big blessing. They're also a challenge too, aren't they, amen? They're a challenge. New challenges. And then they get older. New challenges all the time. And then they graduate and they leave. And then you face new challenges. Life is full of new challenges. 
just in the physical world, just in the physical things that we face as we get older, as we gain responsibility, all of those things, there are new challenges. But God can conquer every new challenge that you face. When you're faced with something new, and you're thinking, I've never faced this before. I've never done this before. Go to the Word of God. Find some instruction. And just start repeating it. Maybe you're getting involved in ministry for the first time. You say, you know what, I've come to the church, and, and I've sat here, and I've enjoyed the fellowship, but I've never, I've never served in some capacity. Or I've never taught a class. and I've never done some of these things. And you might be like, that's a new challenge, and you might be fearful of it because you want to succeed, you want to do well, but you're also fearful of what lies ahead. Let me encourage you, don't be afraid of the new challenges in your life if God has led you there. Because God can conquer every unfamiliar challenge in life. No matter what it is. You might talk to your best friend and they've never faced it before. You might talk to your family and they've never had to deal with these things before. You know, just living in the day and age that we live in with technology. I mean, technology changes all the time and things are changing all the time. And parents are facing new things that they've never heard of in their entire life that have never existed in all of humanity. God can deal with all of those challenges. So go to the Word of God. Hey, find a principle that'll help you in the challenge that you're facing. Also, God can conquer undefeated challenges. Undefeated challenges. Now, Jericho had a big wall with no cracks in it. It would have been nice if somebody else had come along, conquered the city first, and then moved on, and they just kind of went in. That would have been easier, amen? But they're facing a challenge that they had never defeated before. You know, I praise the Lord for a legacy from previous generations to current generations to future generations. I know that I don't face some challenges that my dad faced because my dad was the first one that was saved. He had to deal with some things from the way that he grew up not saved, he was a sinner, and, and doing all of the things that just sinful people do, lost people do, and then he got saved, and then he had to learn a lot of new things, he had to change his life, and change his thinking, and change his perspective, and, and he faced a lot of challenges in that way, and he raised me in a way where I didn't have to face that challenge, you know, for me, going to church every single week on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, was something that was never a challenge for me, because I didn't have a choice, <laughs> I never had a choice. We just went. And it became a habit for me. I never had to deal with that. But others, hey, they struggle with that because they've never had to face that before. You know, when it comes to tithing, yeah, I, I never had to really, uh, really struggle with that because I learned it at such a young age. You know, when you're a kid and you get a dollar, well, you give a dime to the Lord. That's the tithe. And so I learned that at a young age. And so dealing with tithing at a young age was something that was more natural for me. I didn't have to face that kind of a challenge as much as my dad did. Does that make sense? Right? That a previous generation had to deal with some things, had to break up the ground in order for future generations to have it easier and be able to expand into some other areas as well to build on top of what they built. That's the plan. 
The plan is every generation build so that the future generation can build on top. Amen? For the glory of God. That's the plan. But let's say you're facing something that you don't have the privilege of having been able to say, you know what? This is a new challenge that's not really been defeated in my life. I don't have somebody who's kind of paved the way for me. I don't have, a, a, you know, individuals in my life or family members that were able to guide me down this way and to kind of take care of some of these obstacles. I, I'm facing these things for the first time, and I've never had victory over them. God can help you in that area. When it comes to undefeated challenges, every one of us deals with sin on a daily basis. Every one of us has besetting sins, sins that we struggle with. We have sins that we struggle with. Maybe you struggle with anger. You get angry. Anytime you don't get your way, you get angry. You get upset. You start raising your voice. You start yelling, and you start doing all of these things. Maybe you have a problem with that. Maybe you have a problem with lust. Looking, thinking, searching. Maybe you have a problem with that. Maybe you have a problem with rebellion. Anytime an authority figure in your life, whether it be a parent or a boss or anybody else comes into your life and, and uh, tries to tell you what to do, you kind of stiffen up and say, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I don't have to do that. Maybe you have a, a problem with rebellion. Maybe you have a problem with selfish, uh, selfishness. You're always thinking about yourself. You think about yourself first, take care of yourself first, and take care of your things first, and Maybe you have a problem with greed. You've always struggled with greed and getting more money and having more money and, and all of these different kinds of things. And you've always struggled with that your entire life. God can conquer that for you. You can have victory over that. You don't have to settle for, well, this is just a part of my life for the rest of my life. No, you can have victory over it. Amen? Lastly, I see that God can conquer unending challenges. No matter the challenge, receive the word of God, repeat the word of God, and rest in the word of God. Trust that it's going to work. Because, unfortunately, even though in Joshua chapter number 6, we see that they conquer Jericho, if you turn the page, you'll find that the book of Joshua doesn't end with Joshua chapter number 6. You see Joshua chapter number 7. And you see Joshua chapter number 8. And you see Joshua chapter number 9. And you see Joshua chapter number 10. You know what that tells me? The story didn't end with Jericho, did it? You know what? The challenges didn't end with Jericho, did they? They did not. They kept going. After Jericho... There's Ai. After Ai, there's a bunch of kings that come and face them. It would be great if we just had victory one time when we said, all right, that's it, I'm done. Praise the Lord, I had victory, no more battles. You might be champion this week in terms of having success and living for the Lord and seeing God to work through you. But next week is coming. The next challenge is coming. You know, in sports, every year they have a champion, right? In the NFL, they have a new champion every year. In baseball, new champion every year. In basketball, a new champion every year. But you know what? As soon as that championship 
you know, trophy is raised, that season is over. And there's a new season that's coming. And for every new season that comes, whether you got to raise the trophy or not, the word of God still stands. There's a word of instruction for you. Receive the word of God. And what's the challenges that you're facing? What's the challenges that you will be facing? What are the challenges that you've just resigned yourself to? You know what? I'm just never going to have victory in that area, so I'm going to think about some other things. What are the challenges that you're facing that you, you feel like, I, I, I've never faced this before. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Know that God has a word for you, and if you would just receive it, if you would repeat it, and if you would rest in it, God will bring the walls down. Let me encourage you, receive the word of God, repeat the word of God, and rest in the word.